0: you probably have the same problem that i have when i'm recording gameplay which is that like i i just don't know what to say yeah because most of the time when i'm playing games i'm just like sitting there silently just like exactly you know like and so like when i'm i'm tasked to make a video entertaining for other people i just say a lot of pointless shit like i just throw a lot at the wall and none of it ends up sticking exactly
1: because it's like when it is like a part of the game that's like intense too much of my attention is in the game and me trying to like do well that i'm not commenting yeah you haven't developed or adding anything skill set of- yeah and then it's the downtime yeah there's nothing to bounce off of or no one to reflect or like audience or anything to see what hits or what's like worth carrying on about you know right and so it's like i'll either go off on something and it'll be like that was weird and stupid or stupid. i'll just throw out, like eight different things do will yeah. sound crazy yeah. just like talking about different shit and you're like what the fuck yeah, like, yeah. If this isn't coherent or enjoyable
0: yeah it really makes you uh and understand nothing. the idea of uh that we outsource our sanity oh, yeah because <laughs> you're like oh when i have to do shit by myself i'm fucking nuts none of this makes any sense um this is episode eight of the checkpoint podcast i'm tyler that's matt i'm matt That, yeah, that that's matt you can't see where i'm pointing but i'm pointing at matt he's not he's we've lying re- to you. we've we've re- he now which one of us is lying you still they'll never know nobody will ever know but i know deep down in my heart that i can tell that i am telling the truth that i can tell the (laughs) truth is what i almost just said um you can't lift that up it's so heavy oh yeah that's a lot i just i I counted my manga the other day and it's like 112
1: now i have 112 volumes of manga i started the year with zero (laughs) It grew fast. Now you have well, Demon Slayers complete.
0: Yeah, that's and nice. And I'm only missing um, the the third
1: box set of Bleach, which is cool. And that's so huge. So I mean, just having
0: just two having the first
1: two. Like that yeah, is nuts. I got also,
0: which I'm really excited about. I got the I got uh, Taite Kubo, who's the author of Bleach. I got his first manga that he ever had published up there it's called zombie powder it's on the other side of the tokyo ghoul it's kind of hiding um it's nothing spectacular but it's just cool to have like that piece of like manga history from one of my favorite authors i guess you know yeah i got it on ebay i don't know if i said that already but
1: and it's uh always cool to see where they came from you know how they grow what things they
0: yeah they're so old they're both or one of them's a first printing from 2006 the other one's a senti- second printing from 2006. Damn. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. But it's good. I'm reading B- Berserk as well. That shit's fucking killer. The action in that is insane. It's just so brutal, so gory, so intense. I'm I'm fucking with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool to have it on the the deluxe edition too because like the the pages are so big, you know, and it's not like they cram more into the page to make the book thinner each volume is, I feel like the same size, like thickness wise, they just blow up the pages, you know? And so it just, the art is way more fleshed out. It feels like, you know, you can like see it way better. Appreciate the detail. Yeah. And so I'm like really digging, just like kind of like sitting there and, and like you were saying, I think on the last podcast of just like sitting there, taking my time and just like staring at each page, you know, just each panel, just being like, what is going on? Like in the background and like, you know, what is this trying to convey? And it's, it's, gorgeous it's a gorgeous book love it um uh, taking a break on demon slayer i'm on 19 now so i've got five left and i couldn't i can't bring myself to finish it yet i gotta i'm like <laughs> i'm like <laughs> in the, i'm in the middle of the last fight like the last set of fights i guess i should say and uh i can't yeah i, I just don't want it to be over I feel like we should do a, like a demon slayer spoiler cast where we both like read through the whole series and then like just do a whole podcast about it. I think that'd be fun.
1: We should aim for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I have them all, so it's not like it'll be difficult, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. to like procure them. It's not like we got to find them, which is nice. That's true. That was hard to do the first time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You spent a lot of time. A lot that of time. And then it was just it. over. And then I'm like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> what do I do now? It's kind of wild how, how shit like that works, you know? Like, I spent a lot of, literally a lot of time, like calling local comic shops, being like, do you have manga? Yes. Do you have Demon Slayer? No. No, I definitely don't. Fuck. And then driving down to South Seattle like every week or twice a week to see if they got any new shipments. I don't know why I didn't just call. And you know how much it pisses me off now that I bought the Bleach set? And now I have the the discount at Kino Kunaya when I could have had it from the first day and saved so much more money on manga. (laughs) Like, that's a dollar per manga, 100 volumes. That's $100. That's 10 volumes of manga right there. Damn. Yeah. Maybe
1: even more. Yeah. With your savings.
0: Yeah, and then another volume
1: on top of that. (laughs)
0: That's nuts. But whatever. You live and you learn. What have you been reading? Have you been reading anything?
1: Uh yeah, I started Chainsaw Man. Oh yeah, shit's good, isn't it? Oh my god, it's fantastic. Just like you're talking about, appreciating the art of it and stuff. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous art. And the uh <laughs> just the story is so yeah. funny. I mean the story's funny and just like really enjoyable character, like not to spoil it, but just like that whole dog thing. Like there was just that like oh, it's so sense cute. of freedom and then yeah. just rip it away. Yeah. Which like him and that, like he's under debt and then he is again in servitude, like is right. isn't an escape but
0: yeah and it feels less like uh servitude because he they seem somewhat nicer to him yeah at first you know like or at least like some people there seem somewhat nicer to him
1: he gets than, much better treatment for sure
0: yeah than the mob or whatever the fuck but he's still a slave to a system you know and it's such an interesting like uh commentary and how You'd be somewhat willing to even be a slave as long as you're like treated nicely, you know. Like he hated it uh-huh. when he was like enslaved to the mob, and now he's just kind of like, well, this this girl's cute, and they they're nice to me, <laughs> and
1: okay. <laughs> no, yeah, choosing your demon, a hundred percent. Yeah, like even in the sense of him merging, choosing to take the heart.
0: You know. Yeah, yeah, that was I. I, I and I love the simplicity of just like he just wants to touch a titty. <laughs>
1: You know, like, what a motivating force. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I had not been physically hugged by a woman and I was that age, fuck yeah, I would. You'd just be like, oh, I gotta touch a titty. That's how incels are made, you know? Let's just be glad we're harnessing him to more productive things. I think think we could do that with real incels.
0: We probably could. We'd just have to acknowledge that there's a problem.
1: I think we are. I just don't know. If- we're addressing symptoms or causes you know
0: well i think the problem that we're acknowledging is that the uh, i thought we were gonna be able to get into this just games and shit uh i think the problem <laughs> is that um uh we're attacking the idea like are why are they these like white kids in this system that's set up for white kids taking their problems out on the world why do they have such problems you know and we're kind of like Straw manning, what
1: I mean, I wouldn't even have to like qualify it as white, but it's just like it is only white kids, though.
0: Name one black school shooter, name one Mexican school shooter.
1: What about that Asian guy? That's not important. I just mean, I think it comes from people who feel like they're entitled to greater results because they've been told they should have greater results, and their resentment coming from not getting that what they feel was promised to them you know yeah and it's like how do we attack that because both angles like they need to change like obviously how they view the world in perspective of which
0: i guess it would make sense why it does seem to be a higher propensity of like white kids that do seem to be lashing out at the system because this system in some ways many ways was inherently has been sold to them as a system for them i guess in a way and they're not reaping any benefits of it. They're not getting laid. They don't have any friends. They don't have any, you know. And it's like, well, exactly.
1: What are and the resentment from them thinking they're entitled to those things, right? Which you're not.
0: And it's like, yeah, exactly. Nobody is. Nobody's entitled to anybody else's affection. Nobody is entitled to anybody else's attention. You know.
1: Yeah, I would you, you have could, to earn that. <laughs> well, you should just tell these young men that like putting your, deciding your happiness being in someone else's control is going to be a dead end like you're never going to be happy and so you saying you're going to be happy when you achieve like dating someone or being in a relationship or a job or an amount of money like that external thing you're never going to win like you just won't be happy with that choice and why would you do that now you get to choose to be happy if it's from inside i mean i'm never happy so i'm sure it would feel nice but i
0: mean like people i feel like focus on what happens to them too much and not not uh how uh they perceive what's happening to them. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a huge detriment to uh the mental health of a society, you know. Yeah. It's cuz you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to and adapt to what happens to you. That's why like when my one of my coworkers was like it's not our job to deal with like asshole customers. And I was like, well, you, we don't have some sort of minority report type scanner that's going to tell me that somebody's going to say something when they come in that's going to be offensive or rude or whatever the fuck. And so I can't like not let them in because I know that they'll eventually do something like that. Right. So it is our job to react appropriately and not over, not incredibly like emotionally when a customer does say something that is offensive or off-putting or we don't tolerate even, you know what I'm saying? Like our job is to literally not react incredibly emotionally and just like to respond. Like we can still say like, we don't tolerate that here, you know, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, you know, like that's not acceptable, you know what I'm saying, like you don't have to put up with it, but it is your job to not be like, fuck you, man, go fuck yourself, you know, like go eat, eat a bag of dicks, you piece of shit, you know, like you, as the customer service representative, that's you, that you're failing at your job in that instance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and that's because you, your job is to control yourself, not other people.
1: Yeah. You, you know? can't set the energy of that person or anything they're going right, to do. Right. But you
0: can react in a manner in which is appropriate and also authoritative, you know, because that's what you you have. You, you are the person with the authority there. So you can be like, I'm sorry, sir. The fact that you just said like somebody said the N word in the store the other day. And 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 so you can be like, I'm sorry, sir. The fact that you said that, uh, like, we don't tolerate that here. Like, that's just not our jam. You know, like, we're going to have to ask you to leave and shop somewhere else. Like, we don't we don't put up with with that sort of um, language and bigotry or whatever here, whatever. That's a, is it, you know, would it be reasonable in your head to be like, that guy's a fucking piece of shit. You know, that guy should go fuck himself. You know, like, I hope he gets hit by a semi truck and gets a curable form of cancer or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine to say in your head, but you can't be, say that to him, no matter how reasonable you think that would be to say, you know, you, you gotta say like, you, shop somewhere else like
1: we don't put up with that here and then move on yeah Yeah. especially with a lot of those situations it's someone wanting attention or you know lashing out for a sense of control and anytime you raise to meet them in a lot of senses they've already won they've already gotten what they've wanted out of that interaction yeah and you know we have options uh not to do that (laughs) this customer came in the other day
0: it threw me off because at the glass at the when you walk in, he said to me you're always throwing me off some days you're dressed like this or whatever and then other days you're here in a dress and makeup or whatever and I was like uh that's not that's not me well, that, that, definitely not me but I can see you're certainly thrown off <laughs> <laughs> and he walked into the shop and it was my trans coworker jack that was working behind the counter who was obviously who he was talking about and he said the same thing to jack and i was like bro nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares that you're inept you know and, and you can't think it's okay that people wear dresses even if they are masculine presenting or it's okay if they wear a suit and tie even if they're feminine presenting you know what i'm saying it doesn't fucking matter i could give a shit
1: why do you give a shit and like what a weird thing to say like yeah to like what a a personal view on other people like we don't share a lot of our internal views with the public you know for yeah equate reasons and we're like oh yeah some things we shouldn't share or talk about but your opinion on how someone dresses. Not one of those things that you... Uh, Keep to yourself. Necessarily need to share. Except if it's a positive thing. Because guess what? They're not dressing for you. They're dressing for them. So, you know? Because then do I get a comment on your appearance? Do you get a comment and I got to be like, Cool, you should dress sexier. Because you're not uh, dressing sexy enough to actually come in. You should come back when you're... Uh, I want nipples. More Exactly. <laughs> Show me they'd, your they'd nipples. They'd be like, No, that, that's absurd. I would never... And it's like, oh, but you think, yeah, they they went a uh, old British lady right there.
0: I heard some southernness in some there. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> My talented vocal
1: range. Don't yeah, please
0: don't try to be a voice actor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to be a lot of things, but I'm sure I will not become a voice actor.
0: That's fair enough. I won't be calling you Troy Baker anytime soon. No, just daddy. What? <laughs> no, probably won't call you that either. I'm the, I'm the dominant one in this relationship.
1: That's what bottoms say. Um, what other, uh, what have you been playing this week?
0: Um, a little bit, a little bit of everything. Um, I played Psychonauts 2, started that up, um, probably two hours in, it's fun. You sat there and watched me play a little bit of it, not really doing anything, (laughs) like, in the game, really, but, um... It's fun. I, I just really got through the first sort of labyrinth experience or whatever in Dr. Lobato's mind. Uh, it's a cool world. Um, the art style is really unique and I like how it's like somewhat claymation sort of looking. But also, I don't know, it looks really polished, you know, and, and really, really beautiful. And the a lot of the effects are super cool and I, I just like the idea behind it and that you're part of the, like this the psychonauts which are like these mental explorers or whatever that like help save the world through like going into people's minds I guess and like fixing their ailments and seeing how they put like you know there's like sensors that like will try to stamp out unwanted thoughts or, un, you know, like thoughts that shouldn't be there. So that's what you got to fight when you're in somebody's mind. Or there's guilt, you know, you fight this guilt monster, you know, that like slows things down and like makes it hard to do things. Which is, you know, like they incorporate these emotions and, the, and these mental states into the sort of things that attack you or that you have to fight in, in when you're in somebody else's mind. And it's super interesting. Or like there's... Um, regrets and stuff like that and and like those are like really like they drop anvils on you and shit like that like they're just like flying through the sky and they drop anvils on you and shit like that it's just super cool um and so that's really interesting i was playing i played a little bit of 12 minutes probably probably played about 12 minutes of 12 minutes (laughs) and uh no i probably played, played like 30 or 40 minutes of it but uh that one's interesting i still don't know how i feel about it quite yet uh it's kind of all over the place. Uh, did I play anything else? Oh, Quake. I played in one match <laughs> of Quake and didn't even finish it because it was just the kind of laggy, and I was just kind of going all over the place. So it wasn't the most fun. Uh, I think that was it, though. What about you?
1: Um, I've just been playing Cyberpunk this week. So they came out with that. Uh, yeah, I know. DLC, you're just jealous because you can't play it. It's okay. That's what you
0: said last week, and it's not true. It's still true, but uh, there's so many games that I want to play that I don't play. Not being able
1: to play Cyberpunk doesn't <laughs> doesn't bug me. Um, uh, no, I've been really enjoying it. Um, really I w- appreciating the I would assume level you design. It. You've been playing it for five months uh yeah I've been really enjoying the appreciating uh the level design the like first couple playthroughs I went you have like an operating system and uh I only had the hacking one so I could hack all the stuff and uh this playthrough I do not have it and it's it distinctly changes how I have to approach a lot of the problems in the game and it was cool like features I didn't even know in the game like can you not not hack into
0: anything now or is it just like less hacking features
1: um so i can like jack into some things and i can like still interact with computers on some things but um (laughs) i can't use the like overlay to hack things to distract enemies Mm. or to use quick hacks or anything like that
0: oh interesting that definitely um, would change the game because i guess in the in the brief like five to eight hours that i think that i played no i think it was more like five wasn't eight um hours of cyberpunk
1: that i played i was
0: heavily leaning on that yeah hacking os
1: uh cameras are like a real problem the other times i had the quick hacking feat that uh you like put all the cameras on a network like to sleep after you hacked in and that was like you know so cameras i didn't ever think about just like with how i was moving and now I, like, can't even hack them. So I actually have to either go out of my way to find, like, a physical computer that either lets me turn it off or I have to, like, walk up to it and turn it off. And uh, it's been fun to go about that differently. I have to change how you play the game completely almost. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, like. Makes it a different game. Yeah, ways into things that I would not have, like, even known or thought about, like, are... You know, super relevant, you know, instead of trying to sneak past people, I like very much go out of my way to have to do that. Do you? So you're
0: playing still pretty stealthily, you're not playing very aggressively.
1: Um, depends. Some things you get bonuses for being undetected or not initiating combat, Uh and I do attempt to do those because I want to do the bonus. Um, but I've been, I'm also. Just will walk in and just kill everybody, depending on what it is. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's a ton of fun to... Yeah, I can imagine. Just, you know, I'm now pretty high level, so I just wreck on everybody.
0: Yeah, that would be a fun little uh, power trip, I guess, there. Yeah, and
1: uh, like I mentioned, a lot of quests, like quest lines, I had not actually finished up on previous playthroughs like I thought. And uh, I was able to complete them and get uh, some achievements... And see uh, some endings that I hadn't seen to like side stuff. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, I bet.
0: It's always fun when you discover more side content or more like you know, unknown shit that you didn't, weren't really yeah, aware of. Yeah, because a
1: lot of it's based on the actual in game timer, like days passing and then people texting you and stuff happening. And I had done a lot of, I had done all the side stuff before I did. Like side quest stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there were just like, you know, I had nothing to do for three in game days and I didn't have any reason to be like, oh, let me, you know, pass a ton of time, Skip you know, in game. And I was like, Oh yep, completed everything. Cool, cool.
0: Yeah. And then wait, so then what did you do?
1: Uh that was my original playthrough. So this playthrough I've avoided doing a lot of the uh like police stuff, like the like blue markers. Um, So that when I do have longer gaps in between, like substantial side missions, I have something to do Hmm. instead of just past time. And I think it helps trigger events better because I've had a lot of problems with certain events triggering.
0: (laughs) I'll stay waiting for the PS5 version. (laughs) I don't even know that was supposed to come out the beginning of this year initially then they had postponed it and now I've heard
1: nothing about it nothing at all well I mean this has been their biggest update since pretty much to date I mean yeah the first DLC to drop which were all cosmetic yeah it was cool but also like they have a lot of cool looking stuff in the game that it was like I guess other than it just being probably high level early in the game was just you know a thing
0: yeah Did you see Horizon Forbidden West got a release date? No, I didn't. Yeah, so it was initially supposed to come out this year, uh, but was delayed without a release date. And then just yesterday, it was announced, or was it yesterday? Yeah, just yesterday, it was announced that um, Horizon Forbidden West will come to PS4 and PS5 on February 18th, 2022. And in the same announcement, they also announced that they were putting a live a patch live that um boosted horizon zero dawn for ps5 to 4k 60 frames per second so i'll probably well i i have horizon platinum already so i probably won't go back and play it but i i never played any of the dlc so maybe it'll get me back into it but the dlc is all snow shit and i don't think i like the snow shit but I'll check it out
1: that's cool I hope they can uh stick to it a lot of dates have been continually postponed so
0: yeah I think uh I don't think they would have announced this release date if they couldn't hit it I think they well so uh PlayStation Studios usually only if they do delay they usually only delay once because when they delayed it the first time they didn't And they didn't put a release date with the delay. And usually, I feel like you're more likely to delay multiple times if, when you delay, you either keep it without a release date or you put a release date with the delay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you put delay the game and then wait like five months and then say like, okay, now this is the the, you know like we're confident that this is the release date. If you don't hit that, then you're fucked. I hope so. Guerrilla's been known to be a pretty well-managed studio, so I think that it was delayed at all was kind of shocking because they were pretty confident initially that they were going to hit the first release date, so who fucking knows.
1: No, yeah, but, I mean, it looks fantastic from all the trailers, and it was cool of them to... I mean, I guess it was a good boost in hype to get people back into the Horizon. Yeah, and then you get the people who switched to
0: PS5 from Xbox or whatever who didn't play it initially you encourage them to jump back into it with the patch and it gets it back in the news again and so yeah it's a smart idea to and i'm sure it doesn't really take that many development resources you know to just boost the game for the con the next console you know are you
1: playing a video whoops thought i was hallucinating <laughs> that music i was like why did battle music just
0: well you started looking around and then i was like what <laughs> and then like it got louder and i could hear it through the <laughs> headphone and i was like oh what the fuck
1: what was that Did i just closed oh talking about re-releases you gotta be hyped for that skyrim legendary edition what are they calling it anniversary
0: yeah, I think it's the anniversary edition cuz Skyrim came out 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: 11 11.
0: 11. Shake your head. I mean to be fair, Todd Howard said did say, "You want us
1: to stop porting Skyrim, stop buying the shit." Stop buying it. I I do think they're adding value. They're adding all that Creation Club stuff though, which yeah. At least you get something different with it. Yes. You know, there is added content. And there's the option if you own the Ultimate Edition that you can then just pay a little bit and upgrade and not have to repurchase the game.
0: I think it was the last edition that they put out. If you own it, do you just get upgraded for free. I was pretty sure.
1: Oh, do you just get upgraded for free? I think so. I thought it was like a Ghost of the Tsushima thing, but. Um. I mean, I think I would have cared about an anniversary edition if, you know, there hadn't already been four ports to it. Yeah,
0: anyone that owns Skyrim Special Edition on the PS5 or Xbox Series XS will also be offered a free upgrade to the anniversary edition for their console.
1: Ugh, only console. Damn it.
0: Oh, I'm sure they're... PC Gamer says... The new edition will... Skyrim is getting a free fishing update in the new anniversary edition later this year almost 10 years Skyrim's anniversary edition will include the special edition version of the game so yeah if you own the special edition I think special edition version it'll come for free but if you don't if you just own the regular version of the game then you gotta buy the new one yeah oh well I guess if I read it a little bit longer it says a free next gen upgrade will also launch on the same day although it's not clear yet whether it'll come to PC (laughs) so go fuck yourself PC gamer. Of course it's free on Xbox because the shit's on Game Pass, so it's like...
1: Oh, yeah. Although, wouldn't it be on Game Pass on PC? Uh, not all console games are on PC Game I, Pass. I thought all... all
0: Bethesda games were on PC Game Pass.
1: Um, I don't think Skyrim is. Um, Weird. Maybe it is. I'd have to double check because Oblivion and Morrowind are both on there. Um, They
0: finally announced Halo Infinite's release date. Did you see that?
1: No, I just saw that they weren't. It was launching without co op and without the Forge.
0: Yeah, which is disappointing. Although it's not just co op,
1: it's just. Co op campaign, sorry. Split screen co op campaign. Oh, it's just split screen co op campaign? Yeah. Oh. So you can still. Multiplayer, like not
0: local, but. Yeah. Internet. So I don't know what the big hubbub was. I saw somebody well, split post. Split screen on,
1: is cool. I would think we should be more couch co-op. Split friendly.
0: screen is cool, and it's nice that they're not like not adding it in, right? But it's not detrimental to the game to not have split screen when ninety-eight percent of games that release today don't have split screen co-op.
1: For sure, but I think it's because Halo is kind of known for that, and sure it was really rad and then i think it's a feature really even has anybody
0: they think they can play split screen co-op with anyways
1: that's true with the lockdown and like there's no lockdown but
0: but i just mean like in general who the fuck if you're playing games with somebody nine times out of ten the other
1: person has a console yeah but it's like i couldn't come over here and play it then i don't want you over here anyways I know you don't want me over here, but I'm saying if I was over here, I then now wouldn't be able to play Halo while I take advantage of you. You can play Halo on your PC, though,
0: for free. It's a free-to-play game on game... Well, you don't even need Game Pass. It's a free-to-play game for the multiplayer, at least, is if you want the Is it
1: cross-platform co-op? I believe so. Uh, well, I guess... I don't think it is detrimental to the game. I agree with that as a feature, but do you think knowing it's coming now, it just feels like a slightly unfinished project because we know features like co-op and forge are going to come. And it's like, I mean, without f- forge
0: is what makes it feel like an unfinished project, like project. To I me. agree forges, but co-op campaign. I couldn't care any less about personally when I thought it was no, like no co-op in the campaign i was a little bummed out because i was like i wanted to play it with you online or whatever and try to play through that or whatever if we could and so then seeing like oh that's not going to launch with that and then being like well am i going to play it at launch by myself and then maybe play through it again co-op highly unlikely that i'd play it again so that's disappointing and then i read further or Three four three clarified or something when which was like no it's just split screen co op or whatever and I was like oh, okay so I'm a little less disappointed but Forge is a bummer though that didn't launch with Halo Five though I also never used Halo 5's Forge because it didn't launch with with it you know and so by the time my time with the game had passed I wasn't going to come back to it just because they had added Forge you know what I'm saying
1: I do think it's different now knowing that it's just split screen but I, mean, I don't know we don't feel cheated but it's also Just knowing there's going to be those features and then them choosing to.
0: Would you rather have them launch, like delay the game and launch it with those features? Or would you have them launch the game sooner and just not have those features?
1: I'd rather wait till games are complete in like all senses. Because I think I want a better industry standard of when people are releasing games what us as customers are supposed to expect i don't think halo is the prime example of this but i think just like the industry standard is to release games to get them out there and then they add in a ton of stuff that you know features and like quality of life and it's like
0: i don't disagree with you the game is launching with campaign and multiplayer which is what more than some games launch with and is the same as what a lot of games launch with, right? I While I think that certainly the fact that Halo has previously launched with Campaign, Forge, multiplayer, this, that, and the other, you know, all in one package, I don't think it seems too far-fetched to, to think that, like... Um, as you know things have progressed it takes a lot more development resources to build something like forge or whatever and that instead of it being a content or like a part of the the initial launch that once that initial launch is completed they can then shore up more development resources like for the more less important things which the most important things in halo are campaign and multiplayer most importantly multiplayer Um, and so then they shore up those resources and it is just a basically like a free dlc i don't really see any problem with that
1: i mean i guess in my eyes it's deciding uh industry standard and if even microsoft you know backed money can't be like here are all the features we want for the game and we're going to put them all in one because then where does it begin and end what is fundamental to the game and not fundamental to the game you know what i mean like you said multiplayer is the most important so if they were like oh we're going to release the campaign later would you have been okay with that if they were like, hey, we're just going to release multiplayer, and we're just going to have multiplayer out, and we're going to add campaign into... Well, you can tell bed.
0: that the multiplayer is the most important part for Halo because that's what they're launching for free. They're making that free-to-play. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm
1: not saying it's not, but it's like, if that is the most important thing, in your eyes, would it matter if it launched with the campaign? You know, like they're saying, it's free-to-play. So why add the campaign
0: um i i don't or i don't why think not that there can necessarily completed... be in a standard for this right because it is a case-by-case basis in a sense right like battlefield 20 yeah battlefield 2042 is launching without a campaign but it launches with that complete creation suite in which you can create like your own sort of insurgency battles with ai or whatever and and create your own story with in in a world or whatever and do that so it's trading that off does that make it feel less content complete initially when i heard battlefield 2042 was launching without a campaign i was pretty bummed out and was like i'm not going to probably play that game but then they announced or then they showed off battlefield portal or whatever instead and i was like oh that's a fair trade-off you know what i'm saying if What they're doing with Forge is way more content rich and way more intense and way more in depth than what a previous Halo's Forge was. Then I don't mind it taking longer.
1: No, but I think it's like the content we expected. You know, at least Battlefield came forward and was like, hey, don't expect a campaign. Here's what we're going to provide completely. You know, it would be frustrating if. They, you know, release multiplayer, and they've talked about this battle portal, and then they were like, "Oh, maybe not all the teams that we said are going to be in there are in there right now, and we're going to add some more in." You know, later. but I don't think Halo ever. But I just think said the that it was gonna is going more towards releasing things slowly, and either we need to change how we address that, or we should uphold studios, especially these big ones that have money and can do it to release complete and final products that are actual complete and final well let me use products. let me use this as an example the last of us 2 is that a complete product I mean I don't know I haven't played it or know what they have added or well, remember they, what they promised at launch you know
0: they initially said that the game was going to be with single player and factions multiplayer in 2019, 2018, they said factions was going to come later. It was going to be a separate, separate thing. So does that make The Last of Us 2 not content complete? I played that game for 60 hours, played the shit out of it, loved the game. It's probably my game of the year of 20. If they
1: had said factions all the way up was going to come later, all the way up to release and then canceled it, I would say it was content lacking because they promised something and then didn't deliver. If they canceled content before release or didn't promise it going in, I would say yes. But then the studio, I would complain that the studio, though they had the idea of factions should not have promised it or made it a platform for customers and consumers to expect if they could not put that on the disc. You know what I mean?
0: But, 343 has, throughout Halo's development, hasn't talked about Forge. Like, they haven't made a deal about it. Like, they haven't said anything about it. They didn't say that it was going to exist. They didn't say that it was going to come with the game. You know, like, they just haven't said anything about it. So that they're now, like, it's going to come later. I don't...
1: I mean, it's... But it's it's that it's going to come later. It's like they themselves knew and wanted it to come out. And I get that it is... That they want but the game out and you... usable. I wouldn't. I because the standard, not for us to have. But that what access. standard? It's
0: completely different from like a cyberpunk or like I... a Destiny, where the games come out and they're just not good games, and then they take six months to fix the game to make it a good game.
1: No, but that's the ultimate failure of it. But we get by because we continue to make excuses of like, ah, oh, well, Forge isn't like necessary for the game, so it's cool that it doesn't come out, and then we keep bumping it down the line and saying. But if the and campaign telling, and the multiplayer
0: are better than any campaign and multiplayer that come out all year, does it matter that Forge is taking a little bit
1: a longer time? It does for what I think the industry should set when we expect a released product. It's not that I think the quality of the product but that will be worse. I think it's that then, when indi- when games are released, they should be released completely and fully and with all the content. So you don't like, like DLC or expansion passes then? No. I like DLC and expansions, but not when just it's you adding actual features into the game. When you are actually adding additional content and not... Forge is additional content. How are we decide? That's what I'm saying. Deciding what is additional content and what is promised to us is a line we need to determine. Well, and then companies I think need to completely ad- deliver that solid line of what is promised and what's additional content. And we need to stop being like, oh, I'm just glad it got added to the game. Oh, I'm just glad that you know I guess I'm failing to
0: see what you're saying because to me I would just if Forge is taking currently taking development resources away from say multiplayer and single player and they're like okay if we prioritize these two right now and people want Halo this year because people are upset that Halo didn't come out last year and so what we can do is we can deliver a really good campaign and a really good multiplayer experience If we just take some development resources away from forge which is a cool part of the game don't get me wrong but it's not the genesis of halo right
1: no i'm not saying that
0: no i know you're not saying that i'm just i'm just saying like for this scenario right so you take the development resources you're like okay if i do this and prioritize these two we can get these two experiences out this year they must have some data that shows how many people play forge and how important forge is you know what i'm saying and so like that they're like, okay, this is something that can wait. And then we can put more development resources than we had instead of releasing two great experiences and one mids experience, because we didn't put enough resources into it. And we, but we just felt like we had to get it out. I would much rather than be like, well, this is a sort of like, you know, an expansion that you get in three months that is free that we just give to you it's an update you download it and you can then play forge i think if the campaign is bad and the multiplayer is bad and everything is bad about the game and then they're like well we had we had cut all this and now we're going to add this back into the game because we're still developing developing it and we wanted to get you know we wanted to just get the game out then, then I understand, like the the standards and, and what you're talking about, about like the game's not complete and the game is in poor condition, but they just wanted to rush it out and get it out so people could play I'm not it anyway. The
1: game's gonna be in poor condition,
0: but you don't. Oh, think... I didn't say that you were saying that. i just saying I think that that's like a comparable, like we need to set an industry standard, like a cyberpunk shouldn't come out, or like I won't even use cyberpunk because it's such a hot topic, inflamed example, but like a, an anthem will come out and it's you know missing features that were promised, you know, at at e three and were talked about in the game and then the even even after the game release they're talking about fixing the game they're talking about like rebooting the game and then they just don't right like that's bad practice that is like the grand mall example of like what not to do you know like what the, the industry practices we should be avoiding right but i think it's significantly different when you're releasing a content complete campaign and a content content complete multiplayer but you're not releasing a non-content complete forge because it's going to be of middling quality, and so you wait
1: and you delay that piece of content, and then you release it with full. I get what you're saying, but and I don't disagree with that. But do you think there's a habit in the industry of releasing stuff and then adding, like saying they they set a release date, they don't make it and then they're like oh for us to get it to the next release date we're gonna remove content we were thinking of adding or we're not going we're gonna add but this i think stuff that's later. i think that's
0: literally every game that's ever been developed ever i don't
1: think so you, what do you mean you
0: don't think you don't think that every game has these? every I, is such a no big word. and i will i mean it 100 percent. i mean it you don't think every single game that's ever developed have, has ever been developed, has had grandiose ideas of features that it wanted to have at release, but it was like, in order for us to release the game at launch, we have to take out these features.
1: Yes, but your job through the entire process of making the game is taking the idea, story, and execution and putting it into a playable format. Like Right, that's but then you understand that, job.
0: You, that some things that you imagined are impossible.
1: Yes, I just don't like the habit of, of games releasing and then we have to add content back into it and it's back into it you know what i mean and it's like yeah every game imagines way more stuff than is always usable but like that's your job every movie starts off with way more and you cut it down and you edit it and wouldn't you be well so then like is is every marvel movie then wrong for its
0: trailers having scenes in them that aren't even in the movie because they actively film scenes for trailers that, you know, divert what you think will happen in the movie? Yes, hundred
1: percent. I think using uh trailer studios where they export it out and then they just give a ton of footage for people to play up stuff to upplay hype, but isn't actually delivering a meaningful idea of the content is horrible. Like how many times do you watch a trailer and it's like you've seen the whole movie and you don't need to watch it? I don't think that's good for no, but I the mean. The industry at all. Yeah. And especially adding content that's not going to be in it. That's just clickbaiting us, you know? That's purposely manipulating your customer.
0: Well, they'll, yeah, they'll film the same scene, but differently. So that way they don't show spoilers. In the trailer. Then just
1: don't include that in the hype. You're telling me in your entire movie, you had to show the scene where you have to record it differently. Like. Well, they do. I think
0: they do it with even like small stuff. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that like, it's kind of not even similar i guess but it's, it's a like for example but
1: well you can make a trailer that doesn't re- that is non-spoilery but they know what is going to sell and get the most hype and then it doesn't matter if they deliver because you come in and get to watch it you know I, I think we're going way off i just whether halo is the perfect example of it or not i think the industry has a habit of games not being i mean i don't want to say complete but like like we have these really long hype cycles that start with all this stuff and then we have to backtrack. Like I think the communication to the customer should just be more transparent and w- the information should only be given when it's way more solid. You know what I mean? Like- See,
0: that's where I think I agree with you and I think halo of not being that is a poor example because that's kind of what they're, that's what they're doing. They're being transparent. They're saying, Hey, In order for us to get this game out here we got to delay forge just one piece they're not like getting you to release and then forge isn't there and everybody's like this game doesn't come with forge and they're like
1: oh no we're developing it yeah and i'm just saying i don't like that habit like i get it, it is good they communicated it's not gonna be there but why i don't know i think we both see where we are and we're just not gonna we're just in a circle I yeah, I guess. I don't know. Cuz I
0: understand the perspective with the game, you know, like I said with like Anthem, Destiny. Even
1: um Well, I guess where's like the that. line where it's them adding a feature that should have been included and in them not releasing the game and where is them holding content back so they can release content earlier, you know? Like what if Forge isn't taking away, you know, resources what if it's just farther from being done and then they're just like "Oh, we'll put out the campaign and multiplayer we're done with it and we'll add forge when we're done with forge i'd be okay with that okay personally i don't know like i i I just don't if that's the reason no if it's hey we want to hit this release date and we want to make campaign and multiplayer the best and it means we're going to not include these things i get making that choice and i appreciate the communication. Well,
0: I think you, you can even, you can kind of even see it with, um, like the reaction on Twitter. Most, most people being upset, most people like what they were upset about wasn't forge. I didn't really even see people talk about forge at all. It was all just co-op, which I think that is even maybe a bigger issue than forge because that is a part of campaign. That is a feature of campaign.
1: Yeah. And something that made halo pretty famous.
0: Yeah. Right and but forge is like an entire different mode of game right like it's not like a feature of campaign right you
1: know, i mean I, my same thing stands for the idea of co-op if not no, even more so co-op idea i of split screen co-op
0: you know? i'd actually more agree with you on than forge because i think forge is like yeah. a a separate you could think of it as like a piece of dlc right but the a co-op
1: campaign so how do we define the difference between like in a broader sense between content like forge and content like split screen co-op forge isn't attached to anything else it is to multiplayer yeah you can create you can create your own multiplayer
0: matches from it certainly but it's not like it's not attached to competitive multiplayer it's not attached to quick play multiplayer it's not attached to
1: no but that goes for battlefield portal
0: i I don't think the two are analogous personally just because one game has a feature and another one doesn't i don't think they're just two separate games you know what i'm saying no, but Battlefield like, Portal also ye- doesn't have or Battlefield 2042 also doesn't have a campaign. So they That's made the true. they made the opportunity cost, right? For Battlefield to say multiplayer and then this new mode Portal is more important than campaign. So we're just not going to develop a campaign at all, mm-hmm. right? What 343 decided and my, like what it seems like is we want to keep all these features in, but what's most important is campaign and multiplayer, and so we're going to focus on that and then we'll release Forge afterwards because it's not as important.
1: I guess I was just you devalued forge because it was just an additional to multiplayer that didn't affect competitive play but you're okay with the battlefield substituting other features because it takes a for place something a that kit, doesn't. for a campaign yeah because you can does create it? Cause your own like, campaign i'm and, not gonna it, you're not you but i will but is it a campaign or is it just like uh you know battles like
0: what is like we'll have
1: to see you know
0: i, I mean if i if a, i can create my own imaginative narrative. story that, like, I am a Russian-occupied force in Afghanistan trying to oh, fucking get oil. You can do oil. all
1: the head cannon you want, but... Yeah,
0: that's what I think is cool about Portal, is I think they're doing a different thing than your traditional, like...
1: We wrote a narrative. We're giving it to you. Have oh, yeah, fun. And with you it. just think because that was just, Halo comes with a campaign, then Forge it. To be clear, value of that is less because you already have a campaign.
0: I don't think Forge's value is less inherently. I think that three four three just did the opportunity cost and say that this is okay. most important and we want to do this. I don't know if the decision will be good or bad. I just think it's. I'm I'm, I'm personally somewhat indifferent to the Forge. Thing. the split screen co-op i'm a little i care a little bit more about you know but like the forge i'm like i'm okay with it being specifically probably because i've already had to come to grips with the fact that like the last of us i expected that to launch with multiplayer when it was announced just because they had it in the first game and then halfway through development they they said you know factions will be a, a separate you know thing and so i had to come to grips with that and be like well personally would I rather have them delay the campaign and factions just to be able to include factions with the campaign or would I rather be able to play the campaign and then when factions comes it comes and it's like another game at that point you know what I'm saying and in my head I was like I would rather just play the campaign and then factions comes when it comes you know and they can they don't have to focus on the campaign anymore they don't have to put any development resources towards the campaign
1: it's all just focused on that whatever that is for sure. I. But just, yeah, the habit, though, of overpromising to a consumer and then under-delivering and us being able to justify it is sometimes, you know, knowingly so and sometimes not. It, you know, I think us as consumers need to be better about saying what we want out of product, but it's really just driven by them wanting their money. You know, like cyberpunk is, not even cyberpunk, but investors in those game studios want their money back and they only get that when the game is sellable and right now it is more we're saying it's more valuable for us to get that product even if it's shitty and with things we weren't expecting no then
0: if the campaign and the multiplayer are shit
1: no for if, Halo, if it was or an opportunity I was to say to, in oh, general, else?
0: oh, I would agree with you. Something like Anthem or Destiny or or whatever the fuck that launches, and it's just kind of like a middling product, and you're like, well, you could have taken six more months on this and made it better, you know, or a year on this and made it better and probably made more money ultimately, but like you didn't, you chose to just release it half baked, and now it is
1: where it is. Yeah, or things that sit in open beta for a really long time. Yeah, that, that, and don't move. That's also really annoying. Just like early access. <laughs> like, yeah. why have
0: you been in early access for
1: five years? This isn't early. <laughs> and it's like, I've paid money, I've you know, to get access to this, to not have a functional game. Did you see about Fortnite? No, what about, which one about Fortnite? Oh, the new game mode? Bro. What? What? What, wait, what mode do you think? Are the you- espionage?
0: No, even worse. Fortnite is getting a Martin Luther King experience.
1: You're fucking with me.
0: Explore or reimagine DC and listen to Dr. King's historic speech and more. This is 100% real from IGN. Hmm. Epic Games and Time Studios have teamed up to create Fortnite, March Through Time, an all-new experience that pays homage to the life and achievements of Nobel Peace Prize recipient and civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr.
1: We gotta take a bath
0: uh, this article made Matt have to shit. <laughs> All right, we're back. Matt had a pee. Then we decided to smoke a joint. Um, so Fortnite is bringing back Martin Luther King, baby. What do you think?
1: Bring back. So it's like an interactive exhibit, Martin Luther King based.
0: Yeah, so developed by members of the Fortnite community and available as of t- today. The experience allows players to witness Dr. Martin Luther King's full I Have a Dream speech in-game Details of the game mode were shared on the PlayStation blog, which states that players taking part in the experience will travel to a reimagined Washington, D.C., at the Lincoln Memorial and the U.S. National Mall, where Dr. King originally gave his speech in 1963. The experience also includes museum-inspired points of interest in mini-quests that players can undertake alongside one another. Those who fully complete the March Through Time experience will gain access to an in-game reward in the form of a DC-63 spray for their lockers.
1: Okay, so I think it's cool that we are trying to use the platform of Fortnite for something... Other than gaming, like, uh, well, Ubisoft that's what they have been doing, right? Also, yeah, I also thought the concerts, concerts and shit were really cool with, uh, Travis Scott and Ariana Grande and Marshmallow. Can't forget and about Marshmallow. I, I forgot Marshmallow about, was I, the first one. I, I can't believe I forgot about Marshmallow. That's embarrassing. How yeah, could you should I? should be embarrassed. It? Who's Marshmallow? You don't know who Marshmallow is? No, I don't. I probably maybe know one of their songs that's popular, but off the top, it's not important. Um, the thing about educational stuff like this is
0: Well this it is depend- Marshmallow's most popular song.
1: Skip to like the chorus, I'm not gonna know it off of the opening. I honestly don't think I've ever even
0: heard this song. <laughs> I have no idea what this song is. Maybe this song would I'm too much hipster trash. Oh I've heard this song. Okay.
1: Wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do know this song. <laughs> I had was... to wait till the one. But the thing about educational, like taking <laughs> it to different platforms with like video games. Is it really depends if people are actually absorbing and learning, right? Like you could do a really great, like tribute and impactful statement with Martin Luther King and the chance to experience it in a really different way, especially. When it wasn't as far away long ago as we think, and we have these really big gaps, you know, between our past.
0: Isn't that insane how, because of the exponential growth and how technology has, like, you know, expanded, it feels like 1963 was 100
1: years ago? Yeah, it's crazy. Not even 50. No, more than 50. (laughs) Wow, fuck. I'm in charge of inventory. All I do is count. No wonder we're off all the (laughs) time.
0: Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was a uh, or maybe they just wanted sir, that to was, stop
1: counting money. That's fair. It was a little so, under sixty years ago. Um, yeah, sixty. I forgot. I I forget. We're in twenty twenties, not twenty tens. I know that, how terrifying.
0: Also, another reason why it's gone by so fast, why it seems like forever in a day since nineteen
1: sixty three. But, um, you can, so you could do something really cool with it. I just feel like. You also are drawing a line of making all things like gamer and stuff and it's like maybe the best way well, to think learn about added it quests
0: is that is a little weird. Yeah.
1: Like what am I supposed to like am I exper I don't know. Experiencing racism through it or just like looking? Could you imagine? But, like, it's like you just getting beat by cops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, what
0: the fuck? (laughs) Who thought this
1: was a good idea? So it really depends how you walk that line, because it also is like, is this the best way for people to experience and think about this? Like the speech, yes, it would have been cooler if you did it on like Martin Luther King Day, and it was a timed thing, and you had another like like if you're playing global event uniting and it and it's supposed yeah exactly like what better to show and represent what martin luther king was looking for than all these people across all the world coming together and experiencing this and being like this is what we are working and towards. then at
0: the end of the speech he just goes three two one and everybody launches into battle royale <laughs> <laughs> and then they fight everybody just kills each other on the lincoln memorial and it's but, <laughs> alternate history purge anarchy and everybody's just like wait what <laughs> purge election year." yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. It feels like a weird time, and it feels like like why it could be. Are you losing relevance? The thing about Fortnite is it's memeable, right? Like that's what has really kept up its popularity, and like the skins and stuff is it's like memeable. Like they have dances, like and so seeing how they handle yeah, it's not something like it's like civil rights like with.
0: Assassin's Creed has been doing this for years where they have like a tour mode right where you can go through it and experience like yeah you know through Greece ancient Greece and, and ancient Egypt but it's
1: much more directly educational based like it is right. you just yeah, being walked like, through by a curator and having things explained to you historically like well like it's a cool mode but yeah like, and, the, when the, and those
0: games do come from like they are trying to somewhat recreate these worlds for you to exist in like one-to-one in a way you yeah, know like even if it is like a futuristic like i'm going back in time to experience through you know this person's eyes it's still like a, a more one-to-one yeah and world.
1: fortnite doesn't
0: Fortnite's world is completely
1: fictionalized. (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't, like, scream, like, it's going to be a great, like, hey, let's have... Let's honor Martin Luther King. Like, 11-year-olds settle down for a moment and discuss. Like, it's cool. Like, it is a great way. Like, using Fortnite for that, I think, is a really good idea. I like Fortnite being more than a game just because it is so popular, and it's cool to see gaming in those communities be bigger than just Battle Royale. You know, something you couldn't do with warzone or uh pubg uh-huh you know is something you can do with fortnite that's really cool martin luther king though like yeah doesn't really make much sense yeah it's such an odd moment
0: what other historical figure do you think they should have used like what would have been like <laughs> what, what fit topic better?
1: like how to address like no i think like martin oh, luther th- king would have been a good one but again i would have thought the unifying community thing of them populating the mall and having like witnessing you know, him do like a yeah, and having that real time speech and being like, Whoa, that's what he said.
0: I think it's just playing a video of the speech,
1: <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, you just, just like, log in, you watch the speech, and then you play some quests. Yeah. What are those quests? No, 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 or you could have done the march to Selma, you know, like everybody's just walking together, like you're not killing, yeah, each or, but, but you could have been jumping up and flying your boards and stuff, but just like. I always think it's really cool to see, like, in those games, those really big community events where you have, like, these untouchable numbers and, like, things we clearly could not have done or without this globalization and internet. And it's cool to see that visualized in a sense we don't always. Because, like, Twitch is cool, you know? But it's really hard to visualize what 112,000 people watching something looks like, you know? It's way different to see... Thousands of people logged in, you know, to have your game crashed, and you know, different impactful moments, and I think those are cool, and we should use them more in gaming. Yeah, I just don't know that Martin Luther King and uh, I don't, don't know if Martin Luther King in Fortnite was the best call. Yeah, I don't know. Like,
0: and it's not even like Martin Luther King in Fortnite. You know, it's just pl- the playing the video.
1: Yeah, they didn't even give him a skin. I guess that's good. You should not. Well, You should probably not. People just walking around. That was definitely a meeting at Epic where someone was like, make a skin. And then everyone was like, wait a second. The memes of us sniping Martin Luther King. I saw
0: that on Twitter, too. Somebody was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel if I'm going to have to snipe Martin Luther King. (laughs) That's kind of fucked up. And I was like, shit.
1: (laughs) What Uh, the fuck? Interesting story. So cool branch out
0: we'll see how it goes
1: not sure how the landing will be and also like the particular audience but again i am not that demographic that fortnite is super aiming at so i I would have figured you
0: are number one fortnite player matt robot
1: no dude only genshin impact for me have you played that no i haven't but i know (laughs) it's a Gacha game so it's a what a Gacha, like one of those like gambling Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's free-to-play. Yeah.
0: And it's from China.
1: And you get boxes, you know, just looking for my waifu.
0: Well, everybody could use a little box every now and again, you know what I'm saying. Have you played Saints Row?
1: Yeah, I love Saints Row. They
0: just announced a reboot.
1: I know, I got mixed emotions, because... Why?
0: Because they're doing a real reboot where you don't get, like, Johnny Gat shit?
1: Um, Or, like, what? Yeah, well, I don't know where they're going to take it, because it kind of ended with you being, like, master of... Hell, well, and so, like, of the universe. And so it's
0: like you know they're doing a, a reboot in a way that like you're, just like trying this, to go back to more. They're going. They're bringing it back to like Saints Row Three level of insanity. They. What, I think at least that what was a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. Where it's where like it wasn't a GTA
1: clone. It's like crazy. exactly. Yeah, it was like you want the absurdity of when you're just fucking around in GTA. But that's like the whole experience. Yeah, and so the point is like, instead of like you're taking over
0: like hell and like the world or whatever, you're you're just going back to like you're taking over like a town, like a city, and in like inspired like southwestern United States. You know,
1: cool. I'm hyped. I really uh, enjoyed Saints Two and Saints Three a ton. So, yeah, I uh depending how they do it, yeah, because it kind of got out of hand and overly ridiculous but i don't want them to lose their quirky and yeah i do hope it
0: stays right. kind of insane but also just yeah like i don't know going to superpowers realm was a little crazy yeah once you started getting yeah superpowers i was like what the fuck that you're was the president was of the united like, states you're yeah. like i don't know i liked saints row 2 a lot that was fun but it was like too serious you know too much like gta yeah that's, that's where, like, where I, th- yeah, I think saints 3 really shined yeah that was a that was I think that was the other sweet spot, and then they went a little
1: too much. They were like, oh, people like crazy. (laughs) And then they were like, let's go even crazier. I really liked the story through Saints 2, though. Uh, There were some, like, damn moments that I had in gaming for the first time. Yeah. It was a good game.
0: I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, We we almost started to talk about this earlier, but then we kind of shelved it. Uh, Outriders on
1: Game Pass... Oh, what do you yeah. make of that news that, like, they still haven't made money yet? Um, I mean, yeah. It kind of goes to what you say. Like, a lot of those people are experiencing it through Game Pass, so I don't know how much they get, like, per play or what the deal is with Game Pass. Yeah. but And I think that was great for them to have numbers so that people would play, but I'm not surprised most of the people experiencing it are doing it through Game Pass, and that's not going to be... Profitable. The most profitable, yeah,
0: yeah. And so it's interesting well, that, that, that they stuff. haven't even gone gotten like in the green yet, though. Like they haven't even yeah. seen any royalties or anything, and they don't even know how much it's it's sold or how much it's been played.
1: Which really is based. not okay. That's it seems a little weird. That's shady. That's sus, right? Like yeah. that's something they should have access to, and it should be transparent. And I don't then, know if it's like Square Enix
0: doesn't know, or just people can fly don't know. Yeah, know? that's. I don't know. Like, if it's Square Enix being shady or Microsoft being shady. So far, it doesn't seem like Microsoft's been very, like, shady throughout this whole thing. People seem to be having a good experience through launching their games on yeah. Game Pass. Well,
1: also, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> do they have to give up digital sales? Like, whenever they record sales, it is physical copies, because I don't know if they always have to give their digital sales numbers. On the NPD, I think NPD includes digital, digital sales, sales. now.
0: Yeah, but I don't Start think Game mass. Pass conclu- or, like counts as digital sales. Yeah. They count as, like, concurrent players, you know, but I don't think it counts as sales, which is interesting. Um, yeah, well, that's why I'm con- I'm just concerned about, like, the state of if Game Pass is, like, the future for the industry, like, how, like, what kinds of games we'll then be getting if games like Outriders aren't even successful when that game seemed like they are making a big deal about how many players were playing that game, you know, when it came out.
1: Well, it also depends what uh, Microsoft finds valuable, so it's, like, whether people are playing whether people are just spending their time on game pass, right? Like you just want people in your ecosystem. So whether people just like download it and, you know, spend time with it as much as like stay on it, it's just, do you have people coming into your platform? But I also show think it highlights how expensive it is to really make games nowadays. And that's something we super underestimate as both as like consumers, not both. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, as consumers because like we still want that like 60 dollar game for these triple a titles and it's like it costs a lot of money to make a solid game like that like more than we're expecting and to pay these people reasonable and not have them you know rush or be
0: when the price um increase happened with games like somebody i think it was like sean Layden, who who's a former president of playstation or sony or whatever he uh he said that by the time the price hike was even implemented it was already out of date you know like that's how bad inflation is right now especially right now and games were 60 dollars for like 20 years yeah but it's like, wild if you look back at like nes games and shit like those were more expensive than 60 dollars sometimes you know like they weren't yeah even yeah, by, but, and even by today's standards,
1: they were way more expensive than $60. But the expenses are, like, way different. Like, making a new technology and it just being much more expensive to, like, make and process it. Oh, certainly. Compared to... When they were all now on cartridges being, and... Yeah. Now and then, I think it's a lot more that time and Oh, the uh, games labor. are a lot bigger. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're paying. Yeah. For...
0: Anything coming on this week that you're excited for? Or that you might sit down and check out?
1: Uh, Psychonauts, I'm hyped for having a gun... Is that with it did yet, that come or? out on game pass for pc too yes it did oh cool got it pre-downloaded nice i did height. that too <laughs>
0: yeah so. i was like it looked a, it looked cool i like the like i said the claymation kind of style of it and it kind of drew me in and i like the more yeah. psychedelia nature of it it's kind of cool
1: it does have a very kind of like psychedelic
0: well yeah that's what like terrence mckenna is considered a psychonaut right like so it's like i think that's interesting you know like you're just going inside people's brains <laughs> and it's cool how they incorporate the psychology into it um i'll probably sit down more with metro as well this week if i don't know if you're planning on playing that at all but i also think i'm gonna pick up the uh or up, pick up the upgrade for ghost of tsushima and finally finally it came out last week um and uh probably finish that game because <laughs> i was I, I was waiting for the Oh, for it to come out? Yeah, yeah. Because apparently the the controller enhancements are like worth it. Like that's what people have been saying. They were like, "Man, I really shit on this game," when I <laughs> when they told me I had to pay for the upgrade or whatever. But the the added story content and the controller upgrades alone aren't worth it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's maybe why you should just shut your fucking mouth and wait until the product itself comes out. True. It's a lesson, and at, that's what and, I. This the point I saw somebody make was like, so you shit on the game for clicks got the clicks and then now the game is better than what you expected so now you're correcting yourself for the clicks it's like great i'm I'm happy you have
1: that f- character arc good for you <laughs> but no, i was gonna say i didn't think you had finished that game yet so tsushima yeah nope
0: so i'm gonna but that's smart finish yeah i was waiting for the director's cut so i'm gonna finish that and then play the dlc uh, but unfortunately i just finished my weekend so I'm, I'm probably gonna not be able to play that all that much over the next coming like five days until my weekend but yeah um you, you plan on reading anything else this week
1: uh i gotta finish up a little bit of the first volume of chainsaw man and then i got my eyes on mob psycho because oh. i got the first volume yeah i was Kinda just looking into at that, that
0: yesterday actually i almost bought the first six <laughs> Because I was just yeah. at Barnes and Noble, and they, they, for the only time I've ever seen this book ever, they had one, two, three, four, five, and six just right there. And I was like, this
1: is we gotta go manga paid. shopping this weekend to get paid Friday. Manga on you? <laughs> no. no, manga on you. You get fucking money back. That's true. I just get ten percent off. It's like a dollar off every manga. It's nice. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, you
0: do if you shop there with me. That's true. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. I'm Tyler. That was Matt, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.